you know, Hemingway stilled the demons with booze, and I still it with the Gut Check Podcast. And now, brought to you by Olive Tree Bible Software. Read, study, anywhere. www.olivetree.com Coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always by Zachary Bartles. Baby, it's uh, it's good to be back in the studio, man. And uh, and per uh, this program, and per all of the planning, and all the content, and just the uh, just all the production that goes into this program, we uh, we have a lot to talk about. And uh, I want to I want us to dive right in. But before we do that, baby, I want to throw a little love to Olive Tree Bible. Olive Tree. Uh, as you know, if you're a, a faithful listener um, to this podcast, Olive Tree is our new sponsor. Um, Olive Tree has a long and storied history with my co-host. Um, <laughs> it's been rocky. There, there have been some ups and downs, as is the case with any great relationship. Uh, but now we are, we are in an up cycle with Olive Tree in that uh, they have given us a bunch of free stuff and we're really enjoying it. And baby, I want to talk about the uh, 22 volume uh, John Calvin uh, Bible commentaries that these guys gave us, which was incredibly generous, uh, incredibly cool, and and I have to I have to come clean about something, which is um, even though I am I am a Calvinist, as it were, uh, I I'd really never read any of John Calvin's books or works. Um, I'm so glad that we're fixing that right now, Ted. We Thank are you, fixing Olive it. Tree. Thank you. And I and I have to tell you, um, you know John John Calvin is way less of a of a douche than most of his fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> John Calvin's writing is so devotional and so yeah. amazing. I have um, a book of of selected prayers, and uh-huh. and honestly, every one of the I th- I'm sure you've noticed if you've been reading his com- I've I've been reading yeah. these commentaries uh, for for years and years, and I find them to be some of the best. Um, yeah. At the end of every section, they're broken up largely into days of of teaching and preaching uh, okay. that were then just put down to paper. There's always yeah. a prayer at the end, so yeah. it's always framed in in kind of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, he's 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 like everyone who doesn't know about him but thinks they know about him assume yes. that he was like this just tyrannical, horrible like guy who cut off thumbs and beheaded people when really <laughs> he was just a regular pastor that loved Jesus. Yeah, exactly, man. And I'm I'm loving these commentaries. So uh, so thank you, Olive Tree Bible. Let me tell you what I love about this. Now I have to say, Ted, that I have these commentaries in. I counted seven different formats. Oh, good. Uh, okay. On my, yeah. I have them on Bible Works, which uh-huh. costs three hundred and fifty dollars, by the way. Wow. Um, uh, but I mean, they're just incidental on that. I have sure. them on uh, my Kindle. I have them in like PDF format. I've got them on my Palm. Um, okay. uh, you know, I've I've got them all over the place. And this is by far the best way I've had to access them. And let me just really quickly explain why. Because I think you have people... them on like vinyl record of, of Calvin actually reading <laughs> it's, the it's commentaries. Him, yeah. <laughs> he recorded them on like wax cylinders. Yeah. Uh, he was way oh. ahead of his time, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a hipster. You know, he only vinyl for John Calvin. <laughs> Only wax and, uh, and, and yeah. wax, and he had the beard. I mean, he really yeah. did. He was he was Dude, quite he a hipster. He wore he the, the hipster, the academic cap. You know, that's right, <laughs> the man. Funny that's right. hat. But uh, here, here's I, I'm currently I'm reading through the the Gospels. 
Uh, and I'm sure, Ted, our, our listeners know what the synoptic Gospels are. Yeah. Uh, but if they don't, what are they? They are the Gospels which uh, provide a, a synopsis of just kind of the story of, of Jesus' life and um, that sort of thing. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Yeah. Whereas John talks about his life, but is different. So, so they're the ones right. that have, like, that you can put them together. Well, Calvin... You were asking me what they, what, what they actually were. I was explaining kind of... Right. What and, they... and what I was doing was I was suddenly, like, fell into, like, that's kind of what I do when I'm teaching a class to see yeah, what people know. No, and, I like that. And I didn't mean to do that, so... No, no, it was a, it was a weird kind of teacher-pupil <laughs> teacher kind of moment that we had here. And, and you can have those with me, too, man, you know, when you talk about literature and make... And, and uh, you'll, you'll... I won't know the answer, so that won't I would be love it. to have those. I would love to have those. <laughs> but, uh, Calvin, instead of doing this thing that a lot of people do that's annoying... That's like in, in Luke chapter 12, it'll say, you know, to see my commentary on this story, you're going to have to flip back over to Mark because that's where I talk. Because, right. you know, other than rather than put them in again and again, uh, Calvin just put them all into one commentary yeah. on a harmony of the Gospels. But they're a hassle to find what you're looking for because they're out of order most of the time, depending on what you're in, you know, unless you're in Luke. Sure. And uh, all of the digital versions I have, it's very, very hard to find where you're going. Okay. On the uh, olive tree one, though, you just click Mark, you ch- click the chapter, you click the verse, and it will bring you right where you want to go, which seems like it should be a real simple thing, yeah, but yeah. this is the first time I've actually run into it where it actually works that way, um, which I think is awesome. Dude, that's awesome. See, I'm I'm doing my uh, my, my olive tree reading right on the app, and, and the app does an awesome thing in, the, in that, you know, so you could be reading in, uh, in Mark... And you can click a little thing like at the bottom of the page that says show Calvin's commentaries. Yeah. Um, and then it, it just appears right there for whatever verse you're on and it updates automatically. So as I swipe, you know, to turn to another page or another book of the Bible, it just automatically like dumps in Calvin's uh-huh. commentaries right where I am. It's unbelievable, dude. It's really, really nice. And when you're on your phone and you happen to pick up your Kindle Touch or I actually got the I'm, – I'm not humongously impressed with the Windows one, but I'm assuming that they're working on it, uh, yeah. the the uh, desktop version. It will all sync up right to nice. – I should not say that I don't like it. Should, should, I, should I cut that out or should we leave that in so that it shows that we're, we're not being dude, You could leave it in so that it shows we're not just shills. <laughs> yeah, like we're right. we're, you can't often. buy us olive yeah, tree. No, you can't. Nobody can buy the Gut Check podcast. <laughs> Except I mean, you could probably for like Guru, 50 yeah. bucks and some free cigars, but still. Several people I, have bought the Gut Check podcast. Several people have bought the Gut Check. Actually, if you want to buy the Gut Check podcast, we're, uh, we're open to that. <laughs> um, also, the other thing, the, the Hebrew and Greek fonts are all messed up on a bunch of the things, that a bunch of the versions I have. The PDF okay. that I have, they're just useless. They're, the Hebrew is backwards. It goes left to right instead of right to left. And everything is just perfect. So if you're a pastor... And and you want to not have to lug three giant volumes, you know, to to Starbucks where you're going to do your incarnational sermon prep. That's right. This is this is the way to go, man. This olive tree stuff is amazing. It really is. So thank you, olive tree. Um, we will enjoy what, whatever time we have together. You know, I mean, it's sort of like <laughs> you're you're dating a, a really hot girl, but you can see that on the horizon, like you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna part ways. You know, like you're about to go to college and you know it's not going to work out. That's, that's sort of how I feel about olive tree. Um, in the, <laughs> but you're getting in the, in great this... gifts from the girl in the meantime that you're going to get to keep forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And missional wear is kind of the girl that we're, that we're talking to on the side that we're interested in. So, <laughs> And we might actually date them both at the same time for a while, but it's okay in this case. Yeah, it's okay in this case. In, in real life, it would be bad. But, but in our case, it's okay and we actually want that to happen. So... 
And Olive Tree, I envision is like a is just stay with me here. Olive Tree, I envision is sort of like the 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 blonde, tall, kind of like thick ankled West Michigan girl. Okay, uh, missional that, bear. That, everyone realized that from me and from Ted and my point of view, that's not a bad thing at all. No, that's a compliment. That's a compliment. Yeah. But missional wear, I I see as sort of the the dark eyeliner kind of yeah hot misty. Yeah, yeah, the Misty Carey, exactly. The, the the sort of hot theater girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we're like Alex Roth. We're like Alex Roth. Yeah, it's all coming together, baby. So Mission Aware, <laughs> if you're out there, if you're listening, you are the hot theater girl. Um, and, and we would like to be in relationship with you as well. And by that, I mean we'd like you to sponsor our, our program. <laughs> you know, I, I think that we need to throw an extra week in addition onto what we had promised Olive Tree okay. uh, because we spent some of their time telling a different sponsor that we're, we're you know, really wanting them and looking forward to Baby, to but you know what this is? I agree. I'm, I'm happy to give them another week. But uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what this is? This is – and Olive Tree has to know this because they're, they're swimming with the sharks now. This is the cutthroat world of business, Zach. <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a shrewd Wall Street bond trader. You know what You're I mean? The wolf of podcast. I'm the wolf of podcast. I see. <laughs> I look at Olive Tree and I, I don't see people. I just see dollar signs. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm pacing my office right now in like a like a headset. And I know that you you you're wearing uh, uh, the suit pants. And the vest, but not the jacket. Yeah, I've, I've, I've thrown off the jacket because I'm, I'm so intense about what I'm doing, about the business that I'm conducting. Scratch that. Now. You don't even have the vest. You have the suspenders on, like I the th- 80s suspenders. I have the suspenders. I still have the necktie on, but I have the, I have the top button unbuttoned. Like the Mikey Douglas look from like yes. uh, Wall Street. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah, the Mikey Douglas look, man. That's, <laughs> that's how much of a shark I am when it comes to business. And and on the wall is like one of those big like LED light tickers going by, dude. Yeah, and it's like yeah. the olive tree symbol, dude, is, right. is there, and then the missional where MWR, M- MWR, and it, and it's like down a couple points because they they haven't yet reached out to us. You know, they keep reaching out and being like, oh yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's going to be awesome. Keep I can working tell. on it. It is going to be awesome. But in the meantime, Olive Tree currently is awesome. They so go to olivetree.com awesome. and uh, here the cool thing is, Ted, you were going on that before you even opened any of the free stuff because yeah. uh, they it comes with free stuff. So it download does, yeah. the app and you'll be immediately uh, m- moving. Uh, you know, no, you'll be immediately reading and studying anywhere. That's their slogan. Now, baby, speaking of apps, man, I have to ask you how is uh, how is life with a smartphone treating you? I love it. I love it, and I and I feel like like I I can feel my pre smartphone self judging me. Yes, I'm not like you know at a restaurant we're still very intent about you keep your phone in your pocket. We're not sure. like these the sure. two obnoxious people like just slack jawed. Yeah. But this morning I dropped my kid off at swim camp. Yeah, and I wasn't sure the best way to get here, and I mm-hmm. open my phone and just say to Google, "How do I get from here to?" The the church and it just tells me you know turn by turn I love it Dude, but here's something funny uh, Ted yeah there's a lady you you've met this this uh, older lady elderly yeah. lady who yeah. who is the uh, part time secretary okay. at my church yeah and somehow uh, well first of all she somehow got her name attached to our Google account for the church so that <laughs> it's got her name on it and they okay. can't take it off okay and then the other day I opened up on my phone. 
uh, my, you know, everything's based on my Google account, the way I have it set up. Baby, are you, uh, can, can I stop you for a minute? Are you telling me that she's a, is she a hacker? She's an unintentional, she's the accidental hacker. Dude, right. Which is an old lady <laughs> thing, being the accidental hacker. <laughs> and, and she is a devious, like, anonymous level of hackage. Yeah. Um, in that now and forever and irreversible as far as i know yeah my my gmail address which i don't even want a gmail address <laughs> and therefore my name as, as far as google is concerned is cool in lansing what at gmail.com cool in lansing because that was hers and somehow she got on my computer at the church to do something and tied the the two things together yeah so now I am, if you want to email me at an address I will never check and you will yeah. never hear back from me, go ahead and send a little email to coolinlansing at gmail.com. Dude, I, I want to ask a follow-up question. <laughs> what, what is she doing having an email address called Cool and Lansing? She is pretty cool, honestly. She is cool. I've met her. She's cool. She, she's cool. But, I, it, maybe it was an ironic email address, or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what she's doing with that. She's she's not doing anything with it now because it's mine, and yeah, I had like, to explain like, who's that. Who's she to her. emailing with that address? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know this this lady's constantly writing like scathing letters to editors. Oh really? And and that's who she's she's yeah yeah like she, strongly she's worded like, letters. Yeah right yeah what? like anything and everything. She she's a she's a cause championer. Dude, nice nice. I love it. So you're loving the smartphone. Anything else on that, baby? Dude, I can't stop installing apps. I'm trying and I can't. I'm gonna run out of space. You are. What? To, give me, give me a, just a, a brief tour of some of the apps, man. Some of the highlights for you. Dude, last week I uh, bought a. They had some free ones, but I went okay. for the the one with the best reviews and paid three bucks okay. for a guitar tuner. Oh sure, I yeah. love it, and I could get rid of my guitar tuner. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, you know, now here's the thing, though. You're you're not gonna get rid of your guitar tuner, though. That's the thing. I, you're right. I'm not. There's I'm, no way you I'm going to lash it to something just deeper. You know? You're going to lash it to see. You're going to lash it to the inside of your case and just hang on to it in case you lose your phone. <laughs> you're correct. I, yeah. yeah, you know me, Ted. I do. I know you I'm well, my friend. Um, but, but, you know, I, it hasn't replaced the palm. The palm is still there. Um, you know, the palm has got Velcro on the back yeah. in my little attache, and then the, <laughs> the phone slides into some elastic. So, so they, have, they both have their place. I, I was going to ask you about phone-related lashing. So you've already you've done some phone-level lashing to your attache. I will put a picture of the whole setup of the inside of the attache on everything the... In uh, it, maybe two pictures, everything in it, and then everything out of it. That, ah, way, ooh. that way the lashing enthusiasts in our listenership can kind of see what, where, your, where your head was at when you did that. The guys lashing. who want, like, the naked pictures of the, the attaché. Yeah, it's, it's lashing porn, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably actually a real thing now that I think I wonder it. if I could uh, get, like a, like, a Tumblr page, lashing porn. <laughs> actually, that sounds awful. That it sounds like sound a horrible awful. thing. Yeah, really and it's probably too. taken, and I ought not to look at whether it's taken or not uh, because yeah, exactly. it's probably real. Oh, yeah, um, wanna, don't go down that road. Ted, let's shift gears to something um, funnier okay. yet, uh, which is a one-star review that we got, which is one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my life. Dude, this is great. Now, you, you shared this with me a, a little while ago, and uh, there, there was some real confusion on the part of this gentleman. And uh, I, I use the word gentleman loosely in this case. So um, this guy, he, he wandered into the podcast thinking that he was getting one thing and being disappointed to have gotten another. So why don't you read it? He was getting utterly, and I mean that like a cow's udder with two Ds, disappointed by it. <laughs> That's right. Now, yeah, we're, we're going to have to read this thing and kind of pause to give all the, the, the spelling and grammatical kind of yeah, right. 
nightmares that, that we encounter in, in this thing. So, uh, so yeah, get us into it here, Zach. So here it is. This is uh, one star. Okay. Complete and utter, U D D E R garbage. Okay. Uh, the guy, the guy's name on iTunes is hashtag SJW. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Which tells you a little bit about him. Yeah. Um, and and I thought that that was mostly just a term that was like used pejoratively about people and not something that was usually a self designation. But wait, wait, I don't even know this term, Zach. Uh, social justice warrior. Oh yeah. See, I'm what? so like not on the internet. I don't even know what that means. So, uh, so so that's a pejorative then. Yeah, I, I thought so, but maybe okay. it's one of these things where then people have have gone back and and taken it on themselves, he's like Lutheran and Christian. He's, and, he's redeeming it. He, 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 you know what? As a podcast reclaimer, I can tell you he's not successfully reclaiming or redeeming anything here. But exactly. Okay, here's what he says: these <laughs> <laughs> these guys are basically the least funniest podcasters. <laughs> I actually <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so we're the least funniest. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm trying to suss that out grammatically, man. Uh, you know what? I think if he would have said least funny, it might have been. So. Yeah, it might have been better. I think um, he would have been on the right track at that point. But he, he, yeah, he, he got himself off track. <laughs> I accidentally, which okay. missing a couple letters there. Yeah, I'm sure that's spelled incorrectly. Even though I'm not looking at it, I can, I can <laughs> bet on it. Listened, and like I tried listening, and my ears said no, not today. Okay. Now, now again, there's there's no punctuation there, but I, what I think is there should mm-hmm. be quotes around "No, not today." That's the content of what his ears were that's saying. That's the content of what his ears. So the ears were the speaker in that. In that, yeah, that's actually kind of you know arty. His yeah, ears really. are speaking. You know, uh-huh. usually they're listening, but now they're yeah. speaking. That reminds me of an art film I saw one time in which the ears <laughs> spoke. Now was that uh, directed by SJW? Hashtag SJW. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so. Terry Silver co-directed. <laughs> You, capital U, just the yep. letter U, standing in, I believe, for the word Y-O-U. Yeah. Know a podcasting show is <laughs> like a fiction novel. It's a podcasting It's like a fiction show. novel, the best kind of novel. You yeah. know a podcasting show is bad when your body rejects it. Oh, oh. burn! Yeah. Ouch! Wow, just <laughs> savaging us and yeah, the words, is. you know? I, I hate to think of anyone's body rejecting our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what happened was he was so kind of shell shocked from his body rejecting it that he he couldn't quite spell. Yeah. Um, I normally, with one L, don't take time to review, which is a shame because you know really you're depriving the think world. Of, think of what he's depriving the world of here. I wish you could take more time to review. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. do this, embrace it, SJW. Yeah, or take more time, you know, kind of proofreading the reviews or something. Yeah. Um, I normally don't take time to review, but these podcasters are like so bad as heck. I, I <laughs> these was podcasters. These darn podcasters are like so bad as heck. I was not like even looking for this. I tried to find a boxing podcast. Period. Okay. Now you thought Saint Paul wrote long uh, run-on yeah. sentences. That's yeah. that's his. Let me read it again. I normally don't take time to review, but these podcasters are like so bad as heck. I was not like even looking for this. I tried to find a boxing podcast. Mm, mm. What well, even is this garbage and who listens? I'm sorry, but just does anyone? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do that, do that last part again. I, I, what? Yeah. It's hard to follow. It is. But it's because it it's is. so complex. What even is this garbage and who listens? I'm sorry, but just does anyone care about raptures and embro? 
or it's, whatever you people. Imbro, he's referencing Umbros. Right, right. <laughs> but but he writes E M B R like like an embryo. Umbros, like did, or maybe that was like an off-brand Umbro. You know what I mean? Umbros. <laughs> oh, poor guy. He only ever had Umbros. He only ever had him. His mom never got him Umbros. He had no wonder Umbros. he's lashing out at the world. You know, you gotta you gotta take your lashing and lash inward. You know, re refocus the lash to something constructively. Go to Michaels, man. Go to Michaels. Yeah. Um, Go to Michael's and do some real lashing. Real men lash. <laughs> yeah, real men don't lash out. They lash things yeah. down. Uh, yes. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt on the Gut Check Podcast be, website. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Maybe on the uh, eventual missional wear uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> site, if, if, if it exists. Uh, what even is this garbage and who listens? I'm sorry, but just like, does anyone care about raptures and embro or whatever you people are talking about? You know what I like? I, I like that he said, I'm sorry. He was going to say some really hurtful stuff, and he, and he prefaced it with the apology. <laughs> yeah. That makes that bitter pill go down a little easier. You know no what offense, I mean? No offense, but okay. One's always saying, baby, so weird and creepy. That's me. I'm the weird and creepy one. You are so weird and creepy. What even, period. And then here, how do you think it ends, Ted? I don't, I don't he, know. He says I, he I, wishes I, that he could do something that he's not allowed by the software to do. What do you think it is? Oh, it's this, Zach, it's this really clever thing. Uh-huh. And I've, I've, I've never actually seen anyone do this, but, but I've, I've, I've never even seen anyone suggest it. But what he's <laughs> suggesting is he wishes he could give it less than one star, like negative stars. That was in one of our uh, pre-written templates, remember, in the, in the end of the smoking book? If I, was. If I could it give was. it zero stars, I would, W-O-O-D. I would. W-O-D. That's a really <laughs> clever thing that people wish they could do when they're reviewing items. So, Which is something I wish this guy would do more of. This guy doesn't just want to give zero stars. Listen to this. This is how he ends it. I wish mm-hmm. there, letter R, I wish there are negative stars. Mmm. Mmm. Isn't that brilliant? It sounds like his beef isn't just with us, but it's with iTunes. Right, you know? yeah. Yeah, well, it, maybe iTunes cares about raptures and embros. Maybe he could re- he could do a strongly worded review of iTunes. You know, <laughs> he doesn't usually take the time to review. He doesn't. He's a busy guy. He's a busy, busy guy. Well, Zach, that was uh, that was interesting. You know, we we take all of this feedback and we take it to heart. I don't. I didn't so, take that to heart. I just made fun of it, and, and that's all. <laughs> I did take it to heart. So what we're gonna do oh. for this guy? We're gonna change our format and make it just a boxing podcast. Right. Okay. So. Yeah, so next week we'll be talking about, like, uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. and, like, Canelo Alvarez. And uh, so if, you, if, you, if you're a current listener, you know, that, that's where we're going. So get on that train or get left behind. Maybe you should just do, uh, like, some readings from your, your boxing books. You know, maybe that would be. I could. I could do that. Dude, should we, we, Ted, should we put a chapter of the Tyson book on for the Army? Dude, we should just kind of tease that a little bit. The Tyson maybe, book, maybe, people will buy it if they hear one chapter. I agree. And maybe SJW would, would sort of come back into the fold a little bit. Maybe we could woo him back, you know? <laughs> maybe he'll end up, you know what? We started out with kind of a rocky relationship with Olive Tree. Maybe sometime SJW will be sponsoring the program in the future. Dude, he will. He, he's the, he'll, be the, he'll be the CEO of Embros, which will be the new Umbros. <laughs> Ambrose, man. They, now, Ted, we we also had a five star uh, review that was actually just as as strange and uh, and kind of uh, not complimentary. Do we want to read okay. that one as well? I mean, I sent these to you. Do you have these? 
Dude, I, I don't have them right in front of me, so you're going to have to do the heavy lifting on this Okay, section. I'll read it, and then you, you offer some commentary, because it, it, sure. it kind of gets you, I think, more in the crosshairs. Um, oh. and, and, and what I don't understand is is what the heck the person is trying to do. I think they're trying to be funny um, and and be, like, tongue-in-cheek. Okay. But, uh, but the claws really kind of come out, if wow. you will. So uh, here it is. This is a five-star review. Okay. A quote-unquote rant... Of a review is what it's called, which of course is, an, is a reference to the happy rant. So you know this is someone who listens to to you and Pipe uh, and uh, oh. man, dude, man, man, baby, dude, man. Worlds colliding here. Yeah, exactly. Podcast colliding. How few people probably that listen to this podcast have even heard of that one, right? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> okay, so apparently, no, no. I'm just going to say right off the bat, this one lacks the hilarious uh, gaps in spelling and grammar. Okay. So points off for that to begin with. Uh, apparently, being a writer gives one the credence to abhor prodigiousness such as Lord of the Rings, yet somehow laud 80s mediocrity, a.k.a. diehard. Mm. Now, that makes me angry. Dude, this guy's a good writer, though, man. You know why? There's a lot of 50 cent words in there. There's a lot of big words in there. Yeah. This guy should be doing the writing. Right, yeah. Nope. And yeah, ideally, this is, this is one of your peers. Dude, what you am know? I doing here? You know, I mean... <laughs> Seriously, continue. I want to hear. I want to hear more of this writing. It's like it's musical. <laughs> I like the music and the pace of it. You know what I mean? It's like Chaucer. It's like Chaucer. It's like a poem. You <laughs> it's know? like it's a like sonnet. A I feel someone poem. should be playing a lute with it. Someone should be playing. I want to. I'm going to play a lute right now while you read. <laughs> All right, Mister Cluck with a C. Mister oh, yeah. Cluck sounds like a prepubescent Greg Dutcher. And I don't I, know who Greg Dutcher is. Greg Dutcher is the guy who did the uh, hilarious um, James King thing from the last episode, uh, which, as we record this, I haven't yet posted. Um, and I think has nothing but the highest of regard for you, your books, and your and everything about you. I don't I don't know huh. why they're bringing him into the mix. Yeah. Um, so I sound like a prepubescent version of him, like like a so like a nine year old Greg Dutcher. Right. I don't know. Understand that. Like, if you had like a high voice that cracked, I guess that makes sense. But okay. Uh, and if I hear him call another man, quote, baby, one more time, it will be a real check to the gut. Huh, okay. And, and so that keeps coming up. I don't understand yeah. what, how, how long does it take people to get over the fact that uh, that's kind of one of well, your Well, see, dude, and here's the other ticks. thing. It's, it's, it's not like I'm, like, at this guy's house, like, in his living room, and I, I, I won't leave, and I'm saying, baby. <laughs> As far as I know now, I far be it for me to assume on the technology of another person, but I think he could like just shut it off or not listen. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it's such a problem for you. Oh my gosh. Dude, and I don't remember I, I, I probably at some point have thumbed through the reviews of swingers. Yeah. Which of course is is where this comes from. Yeah. Somewhere that 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 planted seeds in your soul in the '90s that then yes. blossomed. Yes. Um, and I think probably on the reformatory is where you really started saying that. That's when I noticed yeah, yeah, it yeah. was it was coming to the surface a lot. Yeah. Um, if you don't have an issue with T who can talk, yeah, then you don't have an issue with with uh, with Big T here. So whatever. Um, I'm guessing this kind of person has never seen Swingers. Oh, you think? Yeah, this sounds like a guy who who would never see that movie. Okay. Now this is N. Daniel. I don't know. I don't know N. Daniel. Yeah, I don't know him either. I don't know him from from anybody. This but, isn't uh, one of the regulars though that we like to interact with. This is somebody who's who's reaching out for the first. time. You know time. what I know about this guy though? He's a beautiful writer. 
He's got a, he's got a future in writing, is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> now, is there more Zach to the oh, review, or is there's, that there's more? There's more. I'd Every... like to hear more. I'm glad there's more. I'm glad he said yes. Every podcast is like listening to two junior high kids giggle at their own humor, and if that wasn't enough, dot, 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 wait for it. He builds a suspense here. It's what all good writers do. Tension and release. (laughs) (laughs) We have to wait a whole week to hear it again. Uh, We we have to hear... We have to wait a whole week to hear the thing that we hate. So I think maybe what he was doing is he was... This is where it's... That is the release that creates the humor... Mm. where you're like, oh, so he does like it. So he yeah, was being yeah. silly. Yeah, exactly. He's being he's being funny about it. And then the last sentence, I think, is straightforward. Yes. Shamelessly Calvinistic. So in light of that, I used my Christian liberty to write this review. Great job, guys. Keep up the good work. Oh, and if that's I not see. the most confusing thing I've ever read, I don't know what is. Maybe I'm not smart enough for it. So the whole thing was just a really confusing joke. <laughs> It's like this one time this guy walked up to me and spit in my face. He was like, you're yeah. an idiot. I can't stand you. Good job. And then he gave me a hug and walked away. You know, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, you that was really at all. You were just encouraged by it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, if only I had more people like that in my life. Right. You know what? I, you know, I feel self-conscious, though, because I was just – I was laughing. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you laugh hard, that constitutes giggling. Yes. Well, and that's something that we shouldn't do on our program. People don't want to hear that. Let me ask you this. In my mind, giggling has to go up into a high register, like falsetto yeah. for a man, to be giggling. Dude, dude, I totally agree. I couldn't agree more about giggling. I've heard so a couple people, people refer- reference the giggling on our, on our podcast, dude, though. Yeah, these people who levy the, gig- the giggling accusation <laughs> against us, they really need to look inside their own hearts and souls and also just know what giggling is, you know? <laughs> and they need to look inside their own hearts and maybe in a dictionary uh, yeah, as well. exactly. And by their own hearts, I mean actually a dictionary. Dude, we sound really bitter right now because we can't take any of this and just be like, A, um, we'll take the, the criticism and, and run with it, or B, yeah. we don't care and let it run off our back. We have to be C, like like strike back, like sensei crease. I know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> And, and Ted, I got one more thing to read, which is an email, uh, which I, I think will will launch us into a little discussion before yeah. a very short chapter in uh, Literacy Month, and, and yeah, then the yeah. end of an app. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from uh, Aaron Love. That's Aaron with two A's, so a dude. And Aaron Love, by the way, is a great, great name. Okay. Yeah. Here's it is. what here's what Aaron Love says, and this this is going to be a little bit different, Ted, in that it's it doesn't like call us anything like it doesn't imply that we're. Uh, juvenile or ridiculous it's does it, just does it talk about our giggling in any way no it you know it's just kind of it's just kind of a nice email so do you yeah. want me to bother with it or no i would love for you to bother <laughs> with it because i feel i feel wounded right now <laughs> i need this email to be a balm i need to read like a john eldridge book about the the listener wounds that we all have that yeah all right here it is hey fellas I really enjoyed this episode. This is going back a ways. This, yeah. We just keep these things around for a while. Uh, especially the discussion about comedic celebrities getting overly serious. Yeah, all right. I, I loved that Zach mentioned the Burbs first in his representative list of Tom Hanks comedies. Uh-huh. That movie hits you with the opening gag. Hanks, Ray Peterson, talking as, tossing his coffee at the paper boy who just hit him in the gut with the paper and then <laughs> drowns you in a sea of laughs till the closing credits. I could not agree more with that. Mm. Eminently... Rewatchable with an all-star cast: Hanks, Carrie Fisher, Corey Feldman, Bruce Dern, Henry Gibson, and the inimitable Rick Ducommon. Yes, I'm really enjoying Gut Check Literacy Month. Keep the laughs coming. Nice. In him, Aaron Love, Signal Mountain, Tennessee. 
P.S. I'm not on Facebook, so I apologize if this, this isn't the correct channel for commenting on the podcast. No need to apologize. No, no. Every channel is a good channel if if the note is fawning in that way. Yeah, some people aren't on Facebook. Some people aren't on Twitter. Some people are, you know. Uh, certain people don't like us. Certain people don't like Facebook. <laughs> certain know? people really don't like us. Yeah, exactly. P.P.S. does like us, though. P.P.S. R.E. The subway sneeze incident sounds <laughs> like the immediate aftermath was about a nine on the tension scale for Mr. Cluck. Mm. <laughs> this, is, this guy intuits. He knows us. That's great. He knows what our needs are. You know, this, this guy's my favorite guy so far from these three people. Me too. If I was going to yeah. quantify of the three people, people who and... have written, it's this this guy far and away is the best. <laughs> but I love that movie. And what's odd yeah. is, as it so happens, we actually had our son watch that with us for the first time on Father's Day, which is an exciting thing. You're showing a movie that you love to your kid. You know, yes. I, I've had this experience. Yeah. Yeah, like with Tommy Boy, we did that. I know you did it with Tommy Boy, with several others. And there's always, I don't know about you, Ted, but I always have a little bit of kind of uh, uh, apprehension. Like, Absolutely. I really want him to really love it and laugh at it really hard and find all the same things funny that I do. Because you want to have the enjoyment with him, but then you also, you want to know that he has taste. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that, that we have a lot in common. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a lot, lot in do common, common, if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and aside... Uh, don't forget that if you go on our really, really 90s website and click on the boxing glove, you get a little taste to do common. That's yeah. that's still a thing. Except but, don't have the expectation that, we, that when you click on the boxing glove that it will be anything about boxing. Because <laughs> full disclosure, it won't be. Yeah, actually, okay. as it, if you check on Wikipedia, uh, Do Common was a businessman and then an entertainer, never, I don't believe, a boxer. Never a professional. So if you're looking for a, a kind of deep... Um, you know, exegesis on Rick Ducommon's boxing career, you're not going to get it via this show. And and when he fights, he, he is a dirty fighter, but yes. he will, he'll bite your finger, even if it's already in a splint. <laughs> he won't punch you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, what has been your experience? Because this is kind of was my experience with, with the Burbs. Yeah. And maybe I launched it on my eight-year-old too early for him to get a lot of it. But he kind of laughed when he thought he was supposed to laugh. Sure. When I asked him if he liked it at the end, he was like, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, but yeah. It, I don't think that it really clicked with him on the level that, and and in my mind, this movie's been built up since I saw it in the theater in like 1987. Yeah, but wh- how does how do you deal with that, man? Have you had that experience, dude? It's it's tough. I have, um, and, and I'll say this: most of most of the times that we've shown like classic 80s comedies to our kids, they've they've loved them. So we we've had great mm-hmm. experiences. Tommy Boy. Um, the Blues Brothers, you know, some of these classics from the 80s that, that I just loved and the 90s, you know, the, the boys have loved them too. So, um, but, but there was one, Zach, there was one, and this was one that I wasn't like, I don't think in my heart I'm not as, you know, uh, connected to this movie as you might be with, uh, with the Burbs, but I showed my kids Spaceballs. Uh huh. And I remember, I just remember as a middle school kid, Coming home from school, going to my friend Mitch Warner's house is like a sixth grader and watching Spaceballs and just thinking it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? And, the, mm-hmm. and then like his dad had it on like a VHS tape and then just watching it over and over again and, and it always being funny, etc. So a couple of years ago, I just thought, oh, man, the boys are going to love Spaceballs. Dude, so, I would imagine that Tristan especially would love Spaceballs. I can dude, quote it a lot. I know. That's the crazy thing. Like I showed it to him and they were completely – 
like unimpressed with it. Like crickets, like, huh? Dude, like crickets. Oh. And I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? This is funny. It's a different kind of humor, dude. It's, humor it, changed like with and after Seinfeld to yeah. the point where if it's not four levels of like irony and sarcasm, yeah. uh, it's yeah. it's not funny. And, and and with a bunch of awkwardness too, like the like, awkwardness being milked for humor was kind of a new thing with like the office and stuff. Dude, you're so right, man. You're so, so right. So yeah, just like the straightforward, like physical, you know, funny situation. Yeah. Yeah. Physical yeah. comedy mixed with like setup, punchline, follow up. Yeah. Like that yeah. kind of thing. I think <laughs> it, it fails to connect. And yet yeah. for some reason, a lot of young people, which we discussed earlier, are really into like the reboot of Full House, which is... Right. Which is that old kind of thing. I don't know. Dude, it's the old kind of thing. And and I would argue that the people who love Full House don't love it because it's funny. You know, it's not funny. It's it's I think they love it it's because it's maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's heartwarming. It's a story. It's a straightforward story. It's comforting at some level. But Candace Cameron's on screen. Candace Cameron's on the screen, yeah. But it's but it's not like classically funny. So I dude, I have had the experience. My my word to you would be keep you know, keep trying. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, we've had great success. Mr. Mom, he loved. Tommy oh, Boy, nice. he loved. Yeah. Um, Dumb and Dumber, he really loved. Yeah, okay. See, that's that's one that I don't even love. Like, really? I've had other dudes show me Dumb and Dumber in, in, a, in, in hopes of having, like, the quintessential, like, dude bonding over Dumb and Dumber kind of experience. And, and I actually don't even like that movie, so. Really? Yeah, Why yeah. Why not? I, it, it's going to sound really just stupid of me but i just don't find it funny like it all the stuff that happens in the movie that's supposed to be funny i I don't find funny and maybe maybe i'm guilty at some level zach of some of what you're describing in that um i don't know maybe maybe i have been poisoned by the expectation of several levels of irony and and like whatever but uh but yeah i just i don't resonate with that movie And and it's not that i don't like dumb humor like i love tommy boy i love like you know Billy Madison, the Adam Sandler movies from that era, mm-hmm. I really enjoy. But, um, but yeah, that one just didn't do anything for me. For How some. do you feel about early Jim Carrey in general, like like Ace Ventura and that sort of thing? Dude, I'm not a huge fan. I'm kind of indifferent on all that. Okay. Well, you know, I wish I were more indifferent on that because it's not smart humor. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's called Dumb and Dumber to begin with. It's it's sure. it's it's not uh, it's not something that's going to make you funnier by watching it. It's just going to reinforce like the stupidest ways to be funny. <laughs> Dude, that's true. But I do love Jim Carrey, and um, dude, you know what? You know what my kids are weirdly into, um, and, and this one I did not see coming. So I started watching this show. Um, it has Jerry Seinfeld in it. It's called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah, that's great. I love that. It's so great. And it's so funny. But it's kind of like you know, very low key, understated funny. In that you know, some of them aren't funny at all. Some of them are like really hilarious. But most of them are somewhere in between. You know, um, but they really love it. They love. Um, they love the Alec Baldwin one. Like, that's their favorite one. <laughs> Where he's, like, telling the story about Burt Lancaster uh-huh. and then telling the story about, like, Jerry having a slip and slide and never playing on it. Like, they, they, they love that one for some reason. So, Well, they're, think, know, they're thinky guys. Well, you know, they come by it honestly. You've got them in a, in a cerebral environment. They are thinky. They're going to be insufferable by the time they're adults. <laughs> Smug and detached. But, Dude, i got to get going in about ten minutes. Let's, yeah, let's get fine. into uh, the yeah. chapter. With the thing, yeah. Uh, all right, baby. Let me uh, let me call this up here. Um, so what we're looking at here is uh, week. Uh, I'm going to say 23 of mm-hmm. Gut Check Literacy Month. Yes, it's a it's been a great month, Zach. Um, and what chapter are we? It is chapter 22, Overkill. 
Overkill. This is one of yours, right? I believe so, yeah. And it's got, uh, you know, again, again. now that we're into the frantic part of the thing, it goes back and forth quite a bit with uh, section breaks, so let's just take turns on it. Let me set it up a minute. The reason that uh, Pastor uh, Avraham, Rabbi Pastor Avraham, is on fire down there uh, is <laughs> that he has been taped to a bench and uh, icy hot applied to a uh, very sensitive part of him by the football team after he pulled a gun on uh, Ted Strongbow and then was easily beat down. Which that prank is kind of a classic, like, football team thing. This never happened to me, and I think that, like, that's the kind of thing, speaking of uh, Billy Madison, that would, for me, have caused me to, like, make a list uh, Mm -hmm. for later in life of people to, like, you know, sniper rifle. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. And put on the list. And it never happened to me either, but I... I, Well, of course it didn't happen. You were were probably the icy hot-er, right? Not the icy hot-e. No, I was neither. I, I, you know, I wasn't a bully. I wasn't a prank guy. I just, you know, I know that it happened to other people. But not me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Chapter here 22, go. Overkill. Rabbi Pastor Avraham is on fire down there, but he can do nothing to alleviate the pain as he's secured to a locker room bench with a whole roll of athletic tape. He supposes that the burning sensation is proof that the icy hot is working, but that's neither here nor there. His run-in with Ted Strongbow could have gone better, no doubt, but it sure as heck could have gone worse. Rabbi Pastor's intention had been to force the quarterback at gunpoint to accept the state-of-the-art ASFL.com player-fan homing device under his skin. But after the rabbi-slash-pastor had been disarmed and humiliated, the sight of the scar and slight bulge at the nape of Strongbow's neck was proof enough that the star player, and likely Antichrist, had already relented and taken it. This was good news for Rabbi Pastor Avraham, who had gone to considerable lengths and expense in rigging the chip with enough C4 to blow Strongbow's head clean off with the push of a button on a custom-built remote control, a remote control which he can even now feel pushing against his flesh through his pants pocket under all the robes and stuff. Sure, the amount of plastique in the implant might be a little overkill, but Rabbi Pastor wants to make sure the head wound is fatal. Plus, he's morbidly curious how Strongbow will rise from the dead in accordance with dispensational doctrine after his head has been reduced to a cloud of red vapor. Dude, that's dark. That's really violent and dark. (laughs) This whole thing gets really, really dark, but also really hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Of course, none of that will matter if he can't get himself free of this bench. Section break. Special Agent Sylvia Lavorde is trying to ignore the stench of the stadium restroom, where she has locked herself in a stall to conduct some business, CIA business. She knows that as a former black ops operative and current weekend man- <laughs> <laughs> current weekend manager of the CIA's Park Meadows 2 booth, she could be deleted for this kind of misappropriation of agency resources, but she just doesn't care. To her mild surprise, all her logins still work, and she's not going to waste a moment of that. She types furiously on her phone, then rereads the message. Reggie, it reads, based on your current route, location, and speed, the chopper should pass over the Moody Kilometer High Stadium in exactly four minutes. You know what to do. You will find everything you need in the compartment marked emergency first aid at the rear of the helicopter. I will make contact with you as soon as you cross the turnstile. Godspeed, Sylvia. She hesitates before sending it over the secure 2048-bit encrypted text (laughs) server. Can she trust the midget? She thinks back to their time in college, how she met him while handing out dispensational tracks at a bowling alley, how he had drunkenly challenged her to a fistfight and lost, and how he had begun following her everywhere, writing her nonsensical poems, 
auditing her classes, even joining the Rapture Club. Then she remembers how she recruited and trained him years later, mostly due to his dog-like loyalty and how she'd, he'd risked his life again and again to accomplish his directive. Yeah, she can trust Reginald Faustus. The phone buzzes in her hand. It's assistant manager Darren. What is it, Sylvia says curtly. A man named Jim Townsend keeps calling from Oklahoma, says he's your asset. She can hear it in Darren's voice. She's tamed him. Should have done that years ago. She sighs, put him through. There's a a beep and then a panicked voice demands, what happened? When I said we needed to call an audible, I meant get Reverend Ironsides to safety, protect him from himself. What was that all about? And I did get him out of there, didn't I? Sylvia answers evenly. You're just as bad as the dwarf, I swear. You know they shot Ironsides, don't you? They shot him. (laughs) Townsend, man, he's emotional. He's fine, Mr. Townsend. You're in a... You're in it over your head at this point, Jim, and I'm afraid you've outlived your usefulness. If I hear from you again, you will cease to do so. But goodbye, she hangs up, then flushes to avoid arousing suspicion. (laughs) The sun has set over Moody Kilometer High Stadium as the medevac chopper closes in on the enormous home of the Denver Values, rotors thundering through the night. Lewis Ironsides is lying perfectly still, save for the quivering of his flab against the vibrations of the aircraft. (laughs) Once the chopper went airborne, he had begun digging into his shoulder, intent on removing the bullet, only to pass out from the pain almost immediately. He is strapped to a stretcher, an oxygen mask secured to his chubby red face by a single elastic strap. Carol Ann is squeezing his hand and fretting while the medic sits by, casually, his eyes fixed on the monitor. Vitals still look strong, he assures Carol Ann every couple of minutes. Faustus slowly makes his way to the back of the cabin and opens the emergency first aid compartment. He pushes aside a large pack of gauze to reveal a Springfield 40 caliber handgun, two black silk zip cords, and, sh- and a syringe full of clear liquid. He stows the syringe in one pocket of his children's cargo pants <laughs> and the pistol in the other, the heft of the weapon propelling him immediately back into operative mode. He has carried out close to 70 missions for the CIA, i.e. Sylvia, as an independent contractor and disappearing into the Denver Values home field will be child's play. Or midgets play. (laughs) Under the guise of concern, he draws close to Ironside and inspects the wound briefly for the first time, exactly as he suspected. The pastor was shot with a cloaking squib bullet full of fake blood and a neurotoxin that mimics the effects of gunshot trauma. Experience tells Faustus that the syringe is likely filled with an antidote mixed with a small amount of adrenaline, which he will inject directly into Ironside's (laughs) heart, reviving the minister at once. Then a little intimidation to convince the pilot to forego the hospital helipad and descend to 250 feet, secure the ropes, and they'll be home free. It's beginning to rain, which may complicate things, but Faustus has seen much, much worse. Don't you have a paper to write, Mr. Roth? Professor Wiles asked by reflex. Oh, um, yes, sir. I'm... Come on, Kate Nags, yanking his sleeve. Ms. Russell, is that you? Our intrepid (laughs) alumnus reporter? Yeah, it's me. Or, or I have to do a woman's voice. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> I didn't recognize you under all that makeup. I've read your work in Denver today. Congrats on your success. No one, not even James Wiles, knows if he is being sarcastic or not. <laughs> Thanks, Professor. I'd like to catch up, but... It's going to be really good, Alex is babbling. My paper, I mean, I've already started. Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Kate says out of the side of her mouth. 
Did you see that he had a gun? Why would an evangelical football player have a gun in his pants? We need to go <laughs> now. Sorry, Alex mumbles. We've got to go. Who has a gun? Wiles asks. Nothing, Kate says. Nobody. Ted Strongbow? Alex and Kate say nothing. What do you two know about all this? Nothing, Alex says. Really. James Wiles smiles darkly. No, you know something. His eyes flash with an epiphany. Makes perfect sense. You've interviewed Strongbow a few times, haven't you, Miss Russell? He's in league with Van Shrimpy, isn't he? Sorry, she says, grabbing Alex's wrist and yanking him away. <laughs> Not so fast, the professor says. The gun in his hand says the rest. Misty tries the doorknob of her dorm room. It's open. The last thing she wants is a run-in with Emma, but she left her car keys behind when she stormed out and she needs them. She's anxious to meet with the reporter who texted her and maybe learn a little more about the device implanted <laughs> in her neck. Her growing anxiety about the chip had spiked when the thing began pulsing painfully and rhythmically about half an hour ago. <laughs> what is this thing? Am I going to die? Colfax shouldn't be backed up this time of night, she's thinking, and she can be at the stadium in five minutes. But first, she needs her keys and a coat. It's starting to rain. Except that all of her belongings are gone. Her posters, her clothes, her music, everything, gone. Emma sits on her bed, pretending to be engrossed in a John Haggy book, but clearly all too aware of her roommate's return. Where's my stuff? Misty demands. Your what? All of my things. What did you do with them? I... She looks up at Misty. Their eyes lock, and her face twists comically. I... I'm sorry, <laughs> she sobs, breaking into the kind of hiccupy crying one associates with small children. <laughs> Where is it? Misty asks again, her voice rising. I had to burn it, Emma moans. I had to get rid of it. You burned my stuff? I'm so sorry. The tears and snot are really flowing now. Before she even realizes it, Misty is upon her slapping, scratching, then punching. I hate you, she shouts. You self-righteous little snot. I can't stand you. You are such a... She trails off at the sight of Emma's bloodied face, both nostrils trickling the thick red fluid into the waiting pool. Dude, this is dark. <laughs> into a waiting pool of tears and mucus. It's so dark. Misty... <laughs> Misty steps back from her roommate's bed. Then she sees her coat hanging from the hook on the door. Yes, her keys are in the pocket. She snags it wordlessly on the way out. Emma sniffs a few times before dragging herself slowly from the bed and quietly walking into the suite's bathroom to wash her face. On the counter, her cell phone buzzes the arrival of a text message, something that rarely happens, as Emma and her friends think of texting as a decidedly worldly practice. The message reads... You are receiving this communique because you are a faithful donor to the Tim Van Shrimpy Institute of Dispensational Studies. Please be advised that the rapture will take place tonight. Prepare yourself and those close to you. If you miss it, it's not our fault. Van Shrimpy out! She shoves the phone into her pocket, grabs her own car keys, and races out the door after her roommate. She can't unburn all of Misty's belongings, but she can keep her from being left behind. Dude, when I said a short wow. chapter, it, I meant insanely Baby, I you long. <laughs> Judas Priest, dude, this is like war and peace. Father Vincent sits in his breakfast nook, staring at the pizza rolls he cooked about 45 minutes ago. They've long since grown cold, droplets of grease congealing all around them. But Vince's thoughts are elsewhere. His laptop computer, open before him, 
is telling him that hashtag rapture is the number one trending topic on Twitter. The general consensus among the news media seems to be that this sudden spike in interest can be traced back to a mass communication from Tim Van Shrimpy Dispensational Ministries earlier this evening. Next to the laptop lies his cell phone, and next to that, the taser that Father Vincent's secretary loaned to him earlier that day. He had confessed his unease to her, speaking vaguely of the hostile man who was stalking him, but leaving out the detail that his stalker is a septuagenarian. Margaret had wrinkled her brow and listened and then insisted that he hold on to the stun gun for the time being. Her email address is cool in Lansing. At... Cool in Denver, right? Yeah, cool in Denver. A buzz from his cell phone and simultaneous chime of an instant message on his laptop caused the priest to jump, nearly toppling his stool. The phone's display reads, urgent message, meet me at the entrance to section 122-336 at Moody Dynex Chick-fil-A Kilometer High Stadium. 20 minutes, matter of life and death. The instant message says the same thing. So So does his microwave beeping and scrolling the text continuously. And And the display clock on his oven. Even... Yeah. Even the little red light on his coffee maker is blinking dots and dashes. <laughs> Father Vincent does not know Morse code, but he'd bet green money he knows what it's saying. Nice. Over the course of the past 45 minutes, Rabbi Pastor Abraham has been metrically flexing his core, hoping to burst forth from the athletic tape holding him to the bench. He has just about accepted the fact that this isn't going to happen. To begin with, he doesn't really have any muscles to speak of. Plus, it's a lot of tape. Need a hand, Josh? He looks up to see Sylvia holding a knife, smiling. <laughs> nice. Oh, dude, the, the rest of this thing is there's no there's not a dull moment. Not a dull moment. Not a not a fat sentence. It's all uh, it's all action from this point out. So if you've been with us this month, and by this month I mean for the past uh, four or five year. months, <laughs> yeah, for the past most of the past year, uh, stick with us. You're gonna you're gonna love the uh, the the. Climax, the end of Gut Check Literacy Month. If you enjoyed that short chapter, which was actually not at all short, uh, you'll enjoy the rest of, uh, of of what we have to offer and the sequel. Uh, baby, this has been uh, this has been a great app. I'm really glad you read those reviews. I feel like um, bolstered. Yeah, I feel bolstered. Even though some of those were hard, uh, they were difficult emotionally. We went to some dark places, but uh, I feel like we got back out. So uh, we will see you. Next time. I never once stood in your way about anything. Yes, yes. Oh, I always tried to keep up with your standards. You're probably not even listening to what I say. So if you hear what I say, I am young. Don't lock me away.